It's the Bulls Podcast 60 with special guest P. Kid from the Windy City Breeze. We're still talking P. Will versus P. Won't. Lonzo Ball non-updates. Uh, let's see. We've got the emergence of the Bench Mob 3.0 and game predictions for hey, the coming Chicago week. Great Bulls play. Fans, it's time for your Bulls Podcast. I can never get it right, Wise. Here are your hosts, Marcus <laughs> Couch and Wise Black. All right, welcome to the Bulls Podcast, coming to you from BullsPodcast.com. This is where we bring you the latest news, rants, reviews, rumors, and opinions on the players, coaches, and front office of the Chicago Bulls. My name is Marcus Couch, and once again, my friend on the other end, Mr. Wise Black. What's going on, my guy? Nothing much. What's going on, Chicago? As my man Marcus said, I am the Bull Lifer himself, Wise Black, and we got a special one in store for y'all today. Thank y'all going to dig it. We got P Kid in the house from the Windy City Breeze. P Kid, welcome to the Appreciate Bulls it, podcast, Appreciate my man. It, Thank All you, right, Thank we got a lot, a lot in store. We got Marco sent to the G League. We got Lonzo Ball updates. Uh, we're going to talk bench mob predictions for the coming week and uh, all of it. So, before we get into this, and I'll fade out the intro there, P Kid. I know you're a huge fan of uh, jackets and attire. So in honor of you, my man, I'm going to wear this jacket that I got here. This is vintage. This is for my wife. Look at this logo, people. Look at this. Look at this. Crazy. Get it do in not here. make it like that no more, man. So <laughs> I don't know where this is from, but uh, my wife got BJ Armstrong to sign this. I don't even know if this is in the frame or what the hell is going on, but. Yeah, um, move it over a little it, bit more. God, man, it's an autograph. When you see the it's signature, there we go. There we go. So my this man. thing is this thing is suede. This is leather with like pinstriping and all that. So, kid, I'm gonna wear this one today here for you. This is actually, I think the first time I've actually worn this one. So, fits. There we go. It's a gift, and you've. It's the first time you've ever worn it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now I feel special, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, before we get into it, P-Kid, um, tell the fans here about yourself and uh, what you got going. Oops, wait, wait, wait. I, I almost removed you. Tell uh, tell everybody about yourself and man. what you do over there at The Breeze. Appreciate it, my man. Thank you. Thank you. As uh, as Marcus mentioned, P-Kid, the Windy City Breeze, over there with my guy, Pat the Designer. Uh also, can't, gotta can't forget AD, can't forget Ringo, the whole crew over there. Uh, been doing this for man. I started right when the pandemic started, so I, I'm I'm the relatively the new guy, but it's it's you know I've gravitated toward it, taken a liking to it, and right. uh, got a chance to meet you all in the process. And so this has been an incredible journey. I'm just honored to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Now Pat's been on this show, and uh, I knew right away when I when I met Pat, it was from Big Dave. And I checked him out and he had like 280 subscribers when I first talked to him. And, and then we brought him on the show and Dave's like, you should have him as a regular on your podcast. And I'm like, man, I don't think I can saddle that. I don't think so. That guy's got, he's got plans and, and, and yes. you know, God's got plans for him. And as it turned out, uh, when he lost his gig or whatever it happened to be, then everything fell into place for you guys like right away. For you know, sure. he got locked on bulls. You guys started doing the breeze stuff. Now, 
the thing that I love that you guys do the most is the live calls, obviously, of the Bulls game. Um, Pat's a, an amazing play-by-play guy. You are great with color commentary and everything else. And uh, I enjoyed all the Kobe White hate last season. So <laughs> <laughs> it was really it was something. Healthy criticism. It wasn't hate. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so and so how long how long have you been a Bulls fan in general? Man, you know what? Born and raised in Chicago. So my whole life, I'll be honest with you, there wasn't any other team that I remember when I was coming up outside of in our household outside of the Lakers. Yeah. You know, so it was mm-hmm. Bulls and Lakers. You know, my mom was a, a huge Magic fan. So that whole magic versus Mike thing was a huge big thing there. And that's actually how I even became uh, eventually a Kobe fan myself because those are the two teams she gravitated towards. So I mean, so what was the first what was the first like team that you followed? What was the first team that you started watching? Uh, the Bulls team. Like who uh, was the on 95 team? team. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. When Mike yeah. came back for those uh you know, a few games before the playoffs. That was the first team I like. I remember watching every game of before, you know, taking my deep dive into the sport. So you people, you you look pretty my bad. PK, you look pretty young, bro. I mean, you, you started following them in ninety five. Like were you a youngster? No. So I, for sure, like, you know, I'm not gonna make it seem like I was just like, you know, genius or savant, but like I've been really I was really stuck on the Bulls at five like I can tell you okay the first time I saw uh I didn't see the game live but just watching it with my mom so all of this is really a testament to my mom I'm not gonna lie about it gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but I remember Shout watching, out to your mom I remember watching a double nickel game wow there you go uh so see I'm I'm the fortunate one in this group because I was in my early 20s when the Bulls started winning it when they started collecting rings yeah, so, you're not that old, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and so I worked at the bars during mm. those times. So, mm. uh, like, they wouldn't even let bands start playing music in the bars until the Bulls game was over. That's how big of a draw the Bulls were wow. at, at that time. So, um, yeah, I got really lucky that I was that young and single and, and had all that going on. And it was I'm it was envious crazy because that, crazy man, that time. had to be a time, bro. Oh God! Yeah, that's what I'm sitting here thinking, man. I know that <laughs> y'all used to get rowdy back then in the '90s. Like the Bulls were, uh, they still are a global brand, you know, because of that span, right? I mean, that... so what you guys may not know is during that time, <clears throat> there were there were so many times after games where this was like pre, obviously social media and all that, but like we knew Rodman was going to go to Mother's after the game. Huh. So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. We knew we, you know, we knew that uh, certain guys had certain haunts. So after the game, you could go there, and sometimes other players would be there. Uh, I remember I met Barkley out at a bar. Wow, he was cool. Like when he played for uh, Phoenix at the time. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, enough stories. Let's get on with the show. Uh, <laughs> some quick news here. New prediction wise. Wise, you are now one game up on me in the predictions uh i did not think uh that they had it in them to beat who was it boston yeah uh and you did and i think that that was actually a turning point in the season and now let's talk about this because there actually was uh we were getting our ass kicked in that game and there was a particular point in that game where billy called two quick timeouts 
and then they sort of got it back on track. So let's watch a clip here of Billy talking about those two timeouts specifically. What do you, what do you call those two early timeouts? What do you even say to the guys when things are going that badly? You know, sometimes it's not necessarily about, um, you know, guys making shots or not making shots. It's more about, like, what you're covering in scouting reports and guys not following the details of what's going on inside the scouting report. And, you know, it happened twice. You know, one one time I addressed it because there was a free throw, and then the other time I just called the timeout. And... You know, we needed to have a little bit more attention to detail um, on the things that we felt like we needed to do going into the game. So it wasn't so much that they were making shots. It was more about, okay, here are the things that we covered. Here's what we said we want to do, and we're not executing those things, and we've got. Yeah, okay. So um, I may have clipped it a tad early there, but you get the gist. Basically, he said, hey, you guys aren't following your assignments in our plan, and we sense this and we're going to put you back on track kid. Did you get that same feeling when you uh, started after those timeouts? You know, we, we were calling this live and I just remember uh, clowning the bulls because it just seemed like, you know, a repeat of last season. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I, I, I didn't get the sense of, I didn't get the, the sense of what these timeouts really meant until obviously afterwards. And we made that run in the second quarter. And if you look at that right. second quarter, I think we outscored them uh, 15 to 30, I think, 30, 15 to 39 uh, or something of that sort. And so then it's when it really clicked, like, okay, not only is Billy really, like, coaching at this point, because that's always been a knock on Billy, like, can he handle stars and stuff like that? Uh, right. But now this team is totally, you know, we're prepared for these type of challenges. And so uh, I love to see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I- so to me um, – it kind of reminds like I know that it's a bit different because the Bulls came back so early in that what it was uh, second quarter, but it reminded me of the game last year where the Chicago Bulls were down, I believe, like eighteen going into the fourth quarter, and they wound up winning the game by fourteen versus mm. the Boston Celtics last year. So it, it was pretty uh, similar to that game because prior to uh, that, those timeouts that you guys were just speaking about, they were getting whooped. I, I, it really looked like they were going to lose that game. They didn't have a, a whole lot of momentum. They, I don't know, they just weren't clicking really. But once they came out of that timeout, I mean, they just seemed to clamp down on Tatum and Brown, you know, had yeah. them uh, force up shots and everything. And they really just started to click offensively as well, uh, starting it with Vooch, you know, kicking it out to let Lenny DeMar cook doing his thing. So, yeah, they definitely turned it around. And that game got chippy, man, at the end, and those ejections and all that. And we play them next week in Boston. That's going to be a blast of a game, man, because those guys are not going to have a short memory about that. Okay, so then we got to move on to Indiana, and uh, we pretty much cruised through this one. Uh, This is a pretty good one. But, boy, this is something I thought was wild at the end. Are back over 500. Oh, Mather took it from Terry. Benedict Matherin simply hates to lose. What? Indiana's <laughs> like, hey, man, insane. it's not over till it's over. It's not over till it's over. Okay. So Who does that's that? an unwritten rule that you're not supposed to do that, right? Just like, did Dale and Terry go and dunk the ball in their face? No. 
So let me show you guys uh, something of, of unwritten rules and unwritten rules that have happened with Indiana in the past. And by the way, with the DeMar reaction on the other end. Let's check this out. Remember this. And that's going to do it. And Lance Stevenson is going to lay it up and in. With 3.3 seconds left. And now DeRozan and Lance Stevenson getting into it with Tucker for laying that shot up and in with time running out. And the Raptors at midcourt here. And Tucker and Stevenson with words for one another. And P.J. Tucker headed down toward the Indiana bench because typically, as we know, Leo, with time running out and a game in hand, you would not shoot that basket. Whoa. <laughs> I love it. I That's love what it. we needed. I needed Dale and Terry to, to floor that guy. I love it. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's just proper etiquette, man. Like you, you know that you don't do that when you know that the game is out of reach is pretty much done at that point, right? I feel like guys who do that are typically guys, you know, who don't get a whole lot of tick. So they're just basically trying to up their stat line. You know what I mean? But if, if it's somebody like LeBron or Steph, whoever it may be that is, you know, a prominent player in the league, they know. Or it don't even have to be a prominent player, but, you know, just a respectable player. They typically don't do stuff like that. Crazy. All right, we got some news today that Marco is joining the Windy City Bulls effective immediately. I think the staff is actually just pulling a prank on Billy uh, to see if they notice if he's there on the roster or not. <laughs> um, I had some fun on Twitter last week of posting a missing poster for Marco, <laughs> but uh, I think it's safe to say Marco and maybe Kobe or Pat Will are out soon in a big trade package for some of that that can take us over the hump. Kid, what do you think about that? You know what? That's where, you know, ironically, a lot of the uh, P. Will and uh, Kobe White hate, as they would put it, came from last season. Realistically, I just I just felt like he wasn't it for us. Um, and now seeing Mark, I really don't understand what's happening with Marco. Like, Marco doesn't even have enough sample size for me to say he can't play. Like, yeah. I, I want to be able to say, hey, he didn't got it. I can't say that. But apparently he's not doing enough for Billy to trust him on the court. So it's like, hey, you know, all that working out with Vucho in the offseason, I guess, didn't pay off. And I feel, I actually feel sorry <laughs> for the kid. At least if someone has an opportunity to show you that they stink, mm. you can say, all right, it didn't work out. I didn't I yeah. even know if he had the opportunity, you know. At least with Felicio, we knew he sucked, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, and I completely agree because, dude, we're actually lacking size at the four. Marco is what, 6'11"? Something like that. I mean, I don't see why not put him out there, man, because we could Bro. use his size. I mean, and like you said, I'd rather just find out what he can do exactly. Like what what is what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? We don't know anything about Mark. Well, the G League will tell us. So get your tickets, boys. Go on <laughs> out the to same. Hoffman Estates. Like we, we've Check seen him, him in yourself. the G League, right? In the G League, he looks solid. He looks super okay. solid, but I, I don't know. The funny thing good. about Marco is, um, having seen him in Vooch in person, he has like half a mm -hmm. head over Vooch. Really? No, he's he's like freakishly think tall. He's like right? seven feet. Yeah, I mean, I know they're all freakishly tall to me. I'm five nine, right? So I'm not scaring anybody. But like, dude, to see see Vooch stand next to him and he was taller, I was like, okay, there has to be mm -hmm. something going on. Like, <laughs> come mm -hmm. on, like this kid, I mean, just stand up, just do this. 
Spazuneza. <laughs> like, you got to block a shot. So, man, I mean, I hope, uh, I'm wishing him the best because, one, we don't have enough sample size on him. Uh, yeah, right. Getting delegated to the D, uh, G League, excuse me, he's – how many times have we seen an uh, NBA player go down there, murder everybody, then come back and it still doesn't get any tick? You know, so it's Devon like – Devon Dotson. Devon Dotson. Point guard of the future. Yeah. I had such I mean, kind of hope for Devon. What's so crazy, though, is we see that he can actually – he looks like a basketball player when he's playing in the G League. He has yeah. some semblance of skills. So I, I just don't see why not throw him out there and see what he can do against real NBA competition. I don't mean, does he don't make me bring up my crush. Don't make me bring up my crush, Wise. Who's uh, the crush? I'm going to go back to the G, my G League uh, boyfriend, Antonio oh, no. Blakeney. <laughs> Blakeney. <laughs> no, but see, Antonio Blakeney, he actually had a couple decent games, right? He had mm-hmm. a couple of decent games during the regular season. It's just that dude. He yeah, but he killed it in the G League. He himself. was the MVP. Yeah, he was the best. Dude. Best. <laughs> he was Dominique Wilkins and Jordan all wrapped up in one in that one season. <laughs> he was, and, man. Uh, he was windmilling from the free throw line, kid. Had yeah. KD, had KD singing his praises and everything. Yeah. But and then he gets all to right. the team, and then what happened? I didn't follow him that much. Um, he was a gunner. He just wasn't efficient. He was a very mm-hmm. inefficient gunner. That was the issue. He was just chucking up shots every time he had the ball. And, and no defense. I don't want to. I don't want to go on too much of a side note. But like when you say inefficient gunner, you know we we've seen some people be really inefficient. Like James Harden is not an efficient player for for a good chunk of his career. Like I mean, even in Philly right now, I think how many forty percent games has, has he had? Like it's quite a few. He's racking them up. So when you say inefficient, what are we talking about? Like, uh, pretty much a bricklayer. Zero foot eleven, yeah, or one foot twelve. And when I mean the James Harden comparison, I mean he's he's a beast in other areas as well because he can legit get his teammates involved. He knows how to orchestrate an offense. He grabs boards and all oh, this. Yeah, I'm not comparing third, that right? Game. Yeah, not well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and so that that was the only thing that he was brought up for. It was for his mm. scoring. And he yeah, and he that. plays in China now, so that explains yeah. it. Hey, get your money right. where you can. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah? Chinese money still spends. Still spends. Uh, <laughs> it's been, okay, so other news. It's been four weeks since Lonzo's surgery, and we've entered the official evaluated in four to six weeks after surgery stage. Somebody asked Billy Donovan about it yesterday, and he just said, I've not heard anything. So uh, this begs to the question, does it even matter? that it's four to six weeks given the production of Io and Dragic so early in the season. Uh, are we now afforded that luxury that the Bulls are kind of at peak peak uh, point guard right now? What do you guys think? Oh, I jump right in. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Um, when you see that you got a dog in Io and what he does and what he brings to the table, his playmaking ability, not just what he does, you know, in the scoring wise, like what he did against Boston. I'm not looking for him to put up 22 points a game. He doesn't have to. Right. But he moves the rock. He gets he gets Vooch involved in particular a lot. You know, that give and go, that that uh that pick and roll they got is solid. He's they're utilizing Ayo the way that we would want them or wanted them to use Lonzo. Get the right, you know, bring the ball down, initiate the offense, be able to make a play. He's improving from uh, his three-point shot. At this point, you kind of got to let the bull run, um, in my opinion. It would be really hard for me to sit there and say, yeah, let's bring Lonzo back in and he should start over Io. Uh, one, I don't think that makes sense from a health perspective because 
Lonzo couldn't even run last like two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, right. So they got to ease him back in, and now we're gonna look. We're, we're definitely, you know, Lord willing, healthy, a playoff team. So now you got to work him back into that. I think Iowa's kind of secured that starting spot, and you know it's unfortunate, but we've seen it happen in in professional sports many a times. Doesn't mean Lonzo's bad, but I think he's a, a great shooter off the bench for us at this point. Sure, wise. Uh, you think that's a good insurance policy for us going forward? I mean, I feel like Lonzo is definitely going to be needed. I mean, it's, it's very early in the season, and Ayo DeSumo looks great. Like, he, he looks absolutely exceptional for us at the point guard spot. And I think that what he's doing, he's showing us that he's improved so many aspects of his game uh, just coming off of last season and continuing, you know, um, that growth that he showed so early on as a rookie. But, like, when I think about Lonzo Ball and what he's going to bring to this team, uh, and not to mention I.O. shooting as well, but Lonzo Ball is the best two-way player that we have. So, I mean, like you said, P-Kid, definitely, I think, taking it slowly and allowing Lonzo Ball to come off of the bench uh, and maybe keeping I.O. in that starting point guard spot. But I think as um, the season continues and maybe by the time we get to whatever uh, post-All-Star break, I think that if Lonzo Ball is 100%, I think it would probably be best to have him back in the starting lineup because how the team looked with uh, he, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Vooch, you know, all those guys, the team just looked absolutely stellar when those guys played together. And I don't think that we've seen uh, enough of a sample size with all of those guys playing together to say that, you know, I think that Ayo DeSumo would be better in the starting lineup than Zoe. I agree. All right. Next thing is Patrick Williams. Uh, my favorite <laughs> nickname for him. P won't or P will, which one is it going to be? Um, you know, he's everybody said he's going to be like LeBron, but he is, he's a big flop so far. So. <laughs> tough. There you go. Tough, uh, you think I'm tough. You think I'm tough boys. Uh, let me show you what, Bulls Nation is saying right now. What's up, guys? In today's video, I got a bunch of Chicago Bulls news. In today's video, I'm going to be talking about and recapping last night's win versus the Pacers. Also talking about how the Bulls are being urged to trade Patrick Williams and how Billy Donovan is a favorite to be one of the first NBA coaches fired for this upcoming season. But before I jump into today's video, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Okay, <laughs> Billy Donovan's already getting fired. What are we doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> so, this is today. Yeah, I, I, I've never today. heard that one. I haven't heard anybody. <laughs> Needless to say, I don't agree with that at all. But um, what do you guys like? What do you guys think about? Thing, yeah, I'll go ahead. I've been big on that, and I've said it plenty of times. Um, you know, we've had many of draft class where it's like, yeah, it's a mediocre draft class, you know? And outside of, you know, I would say five, six names in his draft, you know, we really didn't get a whole lot. And I think P. Will was a kind of a reach for uh, Arturis. And that's not nothing wrong. I mean, it's not – you can't hit a home run every time you're at bat. So it's like, it's okay. Like, it, yeah. he had he had the physique we needed. We needed more defense at the time. It was a safe pick. But, I mean, he, he, he didn't turn out to be what we wanted him to be. And that doesn't mean he's a bad kid. doesn't mean he's going to be a bad player. He could be a great, 
you know, he can have a Thaddeus Young-like career and, and make lots mm. of money, you know, and change his whole family trajectory. And I appreciate that. But that don't mean yeah. he deserves to be number four overall. Did you guys see this clip of Jerry Reinsdorf apologizing about P-Will? No. Look at this. Yeah, let me say this about this. I made a mistake here. I was wrong. I trusted this management team. That was ill-advised. Hubris here is extraordinary. And I apologize. Okay. Oh, that was not the right clip. I'm sorry. Trusted management, man. I don't know what to say. Okay, oh, so, uh, you all don't mind me throwing a curveball, just a slight one. We get back. Yeah, to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. What did you have him rated as? Like you, we had a good sample size of him his rookie season. He played starter minutes. At the end of that season, what did you really feel? Like, what does your eye tell you? My eye told me that he was a kid who had some potential. Like we definitely saw, like like you all said, like he has all of the physical tools, and especially during like um, during the end of that season, he act when they uh, you know were pretty much in trash time or whatnot. Like you actually saw Patrick Williams be able to get off a little bit. You know, he have a little bit of an explosive game, you know, when it really didn't matter. So it is basically the same thing that it is now. Um, but that initial season, I, I was a believer just as far as like him being able to grow. You know what I'm saying? I, I was patient with. Him. So I, I saw him as a prospect, a prospect that has some potential. I thought he was more like first year Jimmy Butler when Tibbs hardly played him. Like he mm. had those moments of shining, but mm -hmm. definitely wasn't ready to be a starter yet. Mm -hmm. It took Jimmy a couple of years. To, and, and what's right. funny is Jimmy had the same problem. He wasn't aggressive in the very beginning, but he learned quick. And that's all he's known for now, right? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Lockdown. Yeah. So, I, I didn't have him rated that high. No, like, too. no. Too. you know what it was? On? There were certain points in the game where, uh, and Jimmy, you know, going back to the Jimmy analysis uh, comparison, that was a really good one. You know what? Jimmy would take those open shots. It wouldn't look pretty, but he would take no. them, right? Well, and so what does that do? That keeps the defense honest. like Because if you knock down just one, I got to think about the second one, right? You know, so I, I may not help off of you as much, you know? Jimmy would, would, you know, be really aggressive, making plays at the rim, like aggressively in that way, you know, kind of right, like, right. like like a a, a, a dialed back Javante Green his first couple seasons, if that's a good mm. comparison, I would say so. Because he and had so when energy, Jeremy Grant thing right? came along, I was all for it, simply because Jeremy mm. Grant did everything we wanted P. Will to do. Yeah. He was not, it, doesn't fill that sheet up for rebounds. He just doesn't. He doesn't, he gets one, maybe a block or two, but so did Jeremy Grant. But Grant was a shooter. Like, Grant would get you a bucket. And I was all in for it because that's what we needed. So two guys helped Jimmy out of that slump when he first started, and that was Lou Aldang mm. and Joakim Noah. And they basically taught him how to have a heart again. Uh, whatever. The, 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 that's the Tin Man story in Wizard of Oz, I guess. Brought but, the dog out of him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's move on. We got uh, you know P will maybe part of the new bench mob, and I'm calling this bench mob three because I think we've had three bench. This is a third one here, and it really stood out in the Boston and Indiana games as to how deep we are. And it seems like Billy is really trying to fine tune this. Uh, the one thing that he did say is that he does want to start taking Zach out of the game with six minutes logged. So after his first six minutes of the first quarter, he pulls uh, Zach out, brings somebody else back in, probably Kobe or uh, Caruso, one of those guys, and uh, bring Zach back with the second unit as they roam the court. So let's take a look at, at this clip of Billy talking about that second unit and those transitions. Well, what kind of identity is, uh, is that second unit with Zach forming in your mind? I think it's been good. I think we can continue to build it out. Um, you know, I think this is a little bit new for Zach. I think for most of his career, um, he's been a guy that's probably played either the whole first quarter or most of it. Um, I appreciate, you know, his willingness to do whatever he can do to help the team. Um, I just thought, you know, with the knee, you know, coming out of a few days where he wasn't playing, missing the first two games, maybe help him get his footing, playing six minutes, bring him off. Now, whether or not we stay with that or not, I don't know. But I think that for for our team, he's he's been really, really willing and accepting to do whatever he can do to help. And I think he's done a really good job with that group. Given that you're going six deep off the bench and there's so many different ways you can go there, do you feel like the bench is going to be a strong suit for you all season? I think all these guys are good. You know, we've got depth and we've got a lot of really interchangeable parts. And, you know, I think that Patrick, um, the Alex Caruso, DJ, Javante, those guys give us, you know, a lot of different looks. And, you know, tonight it was a little bit easier just because they were playing relatively small. They were putting four guards out there, so we were able to match that way. Um, you know, the, I, I, th- I give our guys credit because there's times where some of these rotations could be three, four, five minutes and they're off, you know, based on, you know, how the game is going. And they've all stayed engaged and have tried to contribute any way they can. Yeah, all except for P. Will. <laughs> and let me show you guys something. This is uh, P. Will's plus minus with uh i think this was the uh what was this indiana or boston game boston he's the only one with a negative plus minus in the entire Mm. team yeah wow that's telling Mm. that is very telling (laughs) yeah so Mm. i don't know and then um so that's pretty cool that that they're doing that and then i mean are you guys in favor of that strategy of just kind of yanking zach early and then bringing him back in so I, I actually dig it. Um, it seems like it's been working for them over the past, what? I mean, actually, since Zach Levine has been back, um, like you said, he'll yank them around whatever, the, the, the first six, seven minutes in the game, and then he'll basically stagger his minutes between, you know, he and DeRozan. He'll usually have Zach Levine playing with, like, Andre Drummond, you know, the bench squad, Um tragic and they look really good because they have a stable like star in there with them so it it all just works whenever one of the two guys are off of the floor because they're keeping damar in basically with vooch and um uh uh or the other guy the other basically the starters and i don't know it's just balancing itself out is how it looks to me yeah kid 
I'm big on protecting Zach. Sometimes you got to protect the player from himself. And so at this point, if we can get really, we can get him back and slowly integrate him back into the game and, and keep him healthy, which is all we want. We want to see him take the leap. You got to be healthy on, on the floor to take the leap, right? Uh, yeah. You know, so staggering his minutes, allowing others to have the opportunity to develop their game and things of that nature, that just makes it easier for him and DeRozan. I mean, DeRozan's not getting any younger, right? Mm-hmm. Vooch is not getting any younger. So if you can allow right. others to come into their own as well and have a well-rounded team, I think that allows that all of that to kind of come into fruition, you know, uh, simultaneously. And so uh, it's working so far. The, the biggest question is, is it going to be sustainable? You know, and what happens if that doesn't work? What, what does Billy do at that point? So that's what I'm looking at. What happens when and, and what happens? Yeah, how do they counter that on the other side, knowing that that's Billy's management schedule in terms of his players? I mean, I, I see it. I see it being sustainable more so because Andre Drummond, he's basically a starter on a lot of other teams. I won't say a lot, but at least like uh, ten other teams in the league. Andre Drummond is a rebounding machine, and you see that he can be effective on the offensive end as well. You know, if he's used correctly, I love the hookups between he and Drogic. They look very, very nice. Very, very nice. So, and just even with how Drogic is looking lately, man, he's really making you, he he really rebounded that first comment. Yeah, I remember somebody giving me a little bit of crap (laughs) earlier in the year. He gave you some flag for that. And then all of a sudden I see this tweet coming on. (laughs) Oh, hey, what's kid, this? I know you saw that what first preseason game, bro. Oh. You, did you see that first preseason game with Dragic? No, and, I didn't get he had, uh, Man, he, he was horrible. He looked horrible. But anyway, <laughs> it, it don't even matter because he looks very good right now. He, he's he's definitely a PG. He is the vet. But um, I just think that it, it pretty much is sustainable, man, because um, – yeah, the, the team is just looking very cohesive right now, and I only see it continuing to grow from here. But, 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 I also have one more thing that I wanted to throw out there. What do you guys think about going to grab a free agent and like LaMarcus Aldridge? If you ask me, I feel like we need a four. I feel like we need a legitimate four because while Javante Green, yes, he is balling and he's doing his thing out there. I can't necessarily say the same for Patrick Williams, and we just lack so much size outside of Vooch and Andre Drummond. We look at what uh, you look at what Lamarcus did last year with Brooklyn, bro. He he was balling. He had twelve point like twelve points off of the bench. He grabbed six boards. He was he shot fifty percent from the field. I think we could definitely do worse. Is it, I think I, can I work, so. <laughs> is, it, is it me or does it seem like our bench is getting comprised of guys that we tried to get as starters four years ago and failed? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so the Bulls actually tried to get Lamarcus Aldridge last year too, but uh, he, cho- he chose Brooklyn. Like He was deciding between the two, but he ended up going with Brooklyn. All right. Like well, let's go back. Uh, let's talk about Dragic and some of the things that uh, that he's got going on. I know you're a believer now. You're – you're puffing the magic dragon there, Wise. Uh, you're Dragic's believer again. Let's see what that. Billy Donovan has to say about him. Yeah, he's really, really smart. Like, I, I really love, you know, I, I liken it to Chris Paul being with him in Oklahoma City. Like, the level of basketball conversations to me is just, you know, I, I love it. And I love the communication with him and talking in terms of what he's seeing and just talking in general. He's got such a high IQ. He's been in a league for a long time. 
you know, he, he's a guy that makes it a lot easier for screeners. You know, when guys screen for him, he can find them and make things happen. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a very, very unique guy in, in, and I say that in a very, very positive way, just with his experience, what he's been through, um, throughout his career and just getting the chance. You know, here's a guy that played with Steve Nash, you know, in Phoenix. Like there's a lot of experiences he had. So, and he loves talking about the game and I love, you know, talking with him about it. I like guys like that. For uh, sure. Sure, Matt Thomas never had that kind of talk with Billy right, Donovan. <laughs> you got to think about what that does for your young point guards too, like being able to have that resource, oh, yeah. right? Oh, and I think soaking that up. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, like that's what I looked at when we picked up Demar. Like, what did that do for Zach? How does that help mm. him take the leap, right? Mm. Uh, what did what did you know? Lonzo, you know, had his health issues, but now seeing Io come in, you know, what does that do for him? Because uh, mm. Drogic, even uh, in the bubble, like if he was healthy. Uh, he was cooking in the bubble. Yeah. Miami yeah. could have probably, you know, got one by on the Lakers on, on that one. We'd be having a whole different story about Jimmy Butler and his career and stuff like that. So I've always liked that. Uh, to kind of address what you like just threw out real quick, and it was, I was looking at Dwight Howard. Mm. Okay. Yeah, did, didn't uh, somebody bring that up on our last pod? Yeah. Somebody else brought up Dwight Howard. So you were yeah. going Dwight over LaMarcus? I would go with Dwight over Demarcus because Dwight. Yeah, I wasn't a big. I wasn't. I wasn't too keen on the crotch grabbing. Tell me why, bro. You know why? One, if his last stint in in Lakers, (laughs) even at the, uh, even with uh, how they staggered his minutes and stuff like that, he was giving you good production. Yeah. I don't know why they let those their centers go in the inside presence, but you know you put him at the four. Say that again. You'd put him at the four. Where would you put him? He played a center, and I'd shift. I honestly feel like Vooch can play the four. Mm. I'm not saying that's going to work every game. I'm not saying it's going to work every line. <laughs> I'm about to say, Understand bro. me like, here. Right? Hey, I'm, not, I'm not giving that. But you got to think about it. What does Vooch do a lot of? Shoot. He shoots. And, he, and he can, he's probably he can, one he of can. the better three-point shooters on the team, if we're being honest. Yeah, he is. He, he definitely looks like it so far. Allow him to get some time. Oh, no, I don't know. Tony Bradley just won the three-point contest in Bulls practice the other day. So my goodness, my goodness, Marcus, stay clowning, man. You, you stop, bro. All right. Uh, so now let's let me get back to this. Let me get back to the the thing here. So let's talk about Drummond. He did say something the other day that was pretty controversial. Uh, he actually said he was the rebounder of the century. Uh, it's still a chance for kind of a, a weak point for the Bulls last year just in terms of letting other teams back on the offensive boards. How do you feel like you guys are approaching that this year, especially in that second unit? Give the best rebounder of the past century <laughs> on your team. Uh, I take I take rebounding seriously, and I know that's something that uh, this team lacked in, and I think our team now, we just, we're tough. I think we have a very tough team. I think it's more so just getting out of each and every one of us knowing that we can't take those possessions lightly because we have a team that can run on the break. So if we get the rebound, we can run and score. So uh, just bringing that aggression and uh, going after the rebound is something that I bring to this team. I love it. I love every bit okay. of it. So do you guys think that he's the rebounder of the century? That's the, I mean, come on now. <laughs> ready? You ready? Here we go. That's his total rebound percentage. It's so a great stat. In terms of teams, 
yeah, you could cherry pick this one and say, yeah, he is. It's a He's great starter of the century. That's solid. That, that's definitely solid. Uh, I, I guess <laughs> that felt like hate. Uh, you said that's solid, and he's number one on the list. Like, <laughs> no, all right, that, 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 and that's what I was about to say, bro. I was about to say because I'm about to hate on him a little bit, just going off of that Cleveland game, and, and mm. obviously he, like, looking at that stat, obviously he he's the best, right? But bro, grabbed three boards in that Cleveland game. I was very disappointed, very <laughs> yeah. disappointed. But no, nah, I mean Andre Drummond, he, yes, he's a beast on the boards. You, yeah, you now that we have all about it, though. Yeah, go. Um, look at his minutes and then look at how many boards he gets you. Imagine if he played 22 minutes a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably averaged 14 rebounds a game. Like, he had more rebounds than Vooch last game, and Vooch had uh, more minutes than that. That's why I say, bro, he's a starter on, on certain teams. I mean, and and that's that's exactly what we need. That's what they brought him into Brooklyn for. They, you know, that that's that's what we need because uh, as much as we say the East has gotten better, I don't know too many backup centers as talented as Andre Drummond left in the league in the East anywhere, and that's going to be a huge factor when it comes to playoff time and getting down the stretch after All Star break, for sure. And PC going going back to uh, the. (laughs) <laughs> Real quick, Marcus. But going back to uh, the Dwight Howard thing, right? I mean, we got Andre Drummond in there. I mean, you think that he should take minutes from Andre Drummond? Reason I say Lamarcus Aldridge is because I think we need a little bit more firepower off the bench, off the bench in terms of scoring. And I think that that's where Lamarcus Aldridge would come in. You know, twelve points off the bench, we could definitely use that, especially when you know Kobe is going through his cold spell, or you know Dragic. You know, he's not necessarily a great scorer, but I could definitely see them hooking up and and mm-hmm. you know having a really good marriage on the court. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the pick and pop that Lamarcus has always had. I'm pretty sure that hasn't gone anywhere. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm campaigning for Lamarcus Aldridge. Hey, I love it. I, I, you know what? I only think about it because when we think about making deep playoff runs, it's only mm-hmm. two teams that really scare the mess out of me when it mm-hmm. comes down to how we match up with them. And that's Boston, uh, not Boston. That's uh, the Bucks, and that's Philly. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is about about uh, Chicago, but in BC, Chicago and sees fifty. That's this is it's just what he does. It's like yeah. he's been seeing well, fifty regardless. We got us a Drummond now. That <laughs> can uh, counter that. Oh man, did you see how much real estate he owns in Andre Drummond's head? I don't know man. about that one, right? So like, I look at okay. those matchups and I say, who's stopping Giannis? And Giannis had a tough time getting around Dwight Howard. I ain't saying it was a great, great game by Dwight, but it's like defensively rebounding and things of that nature and how they stack up. I just look at stuff like that and like, hey, we can throw an extra body in there. And he's a veteran. He has presence. It could actually we turn into throw. Okay. So then uh, Dwight, how would you like a 10-day contract right around the time that we play the Bucks or the 76ers and the rest of the time you <laughs> oh, can just so go party. <laughs> Just 10 days right there, <laughs> and then 10 days right here. I mean, hey, oh, Tony man. Bradley's on a rate is, is still on the roster. So I mean, like, come on now. Yeah. Right. I, I I don't know how, but yeah. I mean, I honestly I don't see That's why. Like, yeah, yeah, what, what, what do y'all think <laughs> the coastest signing was about? I mean, dude is absolute trash. I don't know if maybe they're trying to entice Giannis from the stuff that he said, you know. Uh, what was it last year or whatever or this, this past summer about playing for the Chicago Bulls possibly but 
come on, man. They're, they're wasting the roster spot on dude. He just he doesn't. Well, he's on a two way. He's playing in the G League with Marco. So uh, who knows? Maybe that's maybe Marco's really good at practice, and they need to get it. Uh, Cost us in shape. Who knows, man? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't care. I don't. Those guys mean nothing to me right now. It's like those. I do I think Giannis is ever going to come to Chicago? No way. No, no, no. way. No, it's I mean, not happening. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? We got. Uh, let's close out the show here. We're getting ready to in terms of the predictions for the coming week. But before we do that, let's go through some comments here. Uh, it's still sad that Dwight's not on a team. Maybe. Uh, it looks like Pat's over there saying Wilt didn't play this century. Um, <laughs> okay. No, Pat, he didn't play this century. No, correct. Uh, what is this one? Spot on comparison. I think that's Jimmy Butler, I think, at least. And uh, R.W. Shytown, please never use inside the Chicago Bulls clips. I won't. I just <laughs> wanted to show the panic button. <laughs> I just wanted to show the panic button. And uh, what Wait. we're doing. The smoke for them is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He will is more like Lowry from two years ago. Yes. I, I thought about that. that too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of I, how we were all waiting on him, waiting to see something from him. Yeah. And Lowry was giving me double digits. I don't care what y'all talking about. I ain't, I can't get with that one. Maybe he wasn't. Lowry's there, a beast but... now, man. He is an absolute. Lowry was such a tease, bro. He he was such a tease. All of us were waiting on him to make that jump, man, and and that's what it was. But no, but I, I said the same thing. Like Laurie, he was giving Mars buckets out here. Like he was yeah. definitely giving people buckets, and you saw the potential in Laurie. But I mean, he ain't on the team now for a reason, bro. Man, the bar so low for P. Will. If he gave you thirteen points a game right now, you'd be like, "That's why we picked him up." Yeah, yeah. Got, nah, I'm not trying to yeah. get that. <laughs> low dog in it. Larry was averaging eighteen at one point. P. Will ain't giving us eighteen points a game. No. <laughs> All right, so not let's definitely go. Like in terms of the production, but it's it's more so just what we were waiting. We we were waiting yeah. for greatness with Larry. That's all. My bad, Mark. Go ahead. No, nah, it's good, man. Um, I know, and we're still waiting. So <laughs> preseason, um, Wise and I actually tied up with only one cor- incorrect prediction each. Wise, you're on top of me now, one game. So I got to le- do a little makeup here. Uh, let's do some predictions. DeMar is going to hit 20,000 points in his old stomping grounds of San Antonio, which the Bulls play at the Spurs on Friday. Nice story. Um, I don't think he's going to completely go off. He might just in celebration. Uh, personally, I hope he gets the record and then sits down. Um, but we, because we're going to need him the next game against the 76ers. And then we just got this announcement just a few minutes before the show started. Uh, Bulls have listed Zach Levine as questionable for Friday night's game in San Antonio. So it looks like they're going to do left knee injury management on the front end of that back to back. But I still think the Bulls are going to pull it out. Mm. So I'm saying dub wise. What do you got? Uh, Bulls in San Antonio. Dub. I I mean, it's. Yeah. I expect who you got in that game. Easily. I don't expect us to win easily because the Spurs have been cooking and they're supposed to be tanking or something like that. I don't know what's happening there, but they're uh, looking like Utah. They they coming alive a little bit. So. So I haven't even been watching them, but I mean, I expect the Bulls to win that game. 
They With beat Zach the Sixers and they beat out? the Nets, right? I think we're going to lose that game simply because I don't think we're going to take them seriously. And right. when it may not have Zach. DeMar's yeah, going to yeah. break the record. I, I think Billy rests them because we got to fly. We have to immediately fly out to come play the Sixers. And I think that means most to us because not only is it in conference, but it's one of the teams that even last year we struggled with so much. And they look at the standout player right now. Yeah, Who's I think best we, player. Yeah, we want to just make a good showing against the teams that we expect to see in the playoffs. So I, I, I don't think that we even I wouldn't look at a loss against the Spurs even as a bad thing, to be honest with you. It's like nah. Mm. Yeah, why well, is that? I can't, even, I can't even name, yeah, I, I can't name. You know, I, I know a couple of their players, but I'm trying to think about their standout player. You talking about Devin I Vassell? Mean, well, yeah, I know Devin Vassell. They also got the uh, guy that they drafted last year. I mean, I, I don't know. But they like, the guy I liked Jacopoto. DeJounte yeah, Murray. Yeah, I mean, we wanted him, right? I think that the Bulls. I wanted him bad because everybody was like, oh, he just gets dunked on. I was like, he can get dunked on all he wants to. He gives me, he's giving me a double double. Jacopoto. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they, they lost DeJounte, and now I can't think of anybody to speak about really on the Spurs. Oh, Dougie Two ball. Picks. Doug McDermott is on that team. He is. He is. Dougie Two Picks. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. That's why Yorgi Dang is on the team. Like Wesley Primo, what's his name? Uh, Paletti. I don't know who these. You know what are. makes them dangerous? There's no defined star, right? So because there's no yeah. defined star, that means everyone is like you know, especially with that system, everyone's getting a chance to touch the ball. And when you have a a, a team that can give you like just consistent buckets, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta think about it. If you got five people who scored near double digits, you have a pretty tight. You most likely have a pretty tightly contested game. So, yeah. like they play team basketball, and they have maybe one or two people that you know give you a little bit more. I, I wouldn't but, sleep on them by any means. I'm not saying, oh yeah, they're gonna be Detroit of 2004 or something like that. I ain't saying well, that. But. I mean, I, I hear that. I hear <laughs> that. But, but the, I would say that that would be cool if the Bulls were like. I don't know, the Oklahoma City Thunder or something like that, but we're supposed to be one of the better teams in the East, right? I mean, we have three stars on this team. I I don't expect that. that, They're similar to the Indiana Pacers, which I think the Pacers actually do have a notable player in, like, Tyrese Halliburton. I can't necessarily say the same for the Spurs right now. So, I mean, I I just expect the Bulls to handle business against them. them. Not that it's going to be easy, but they better win. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I feel you. All right, so then let's go on to Saturday's game. You're going to have the Halloween festivities going on at the UC where Zach, DeMar, Vooch, and the guys uh, take on one of the biggest contender challenges of the year. Coming off that back-to-back, I'm looking for Dragic and Drummond to really take a step. Uh, I'm going to go for a dub. I'm going dub. I'm going dub. I'm going dub. What are they playing? Philly. Playing Philly on Saturday. And y'all going with dubs against Philly. I'm going with a dub. Is Broski out? Statement game. See red, baby. Come on. Statement baby. game. Dog. Okay. Uh yeah. I'm I'm gonna pose y'all. That's an L. Like I, I gotta see it to believe, and I'm sorry, but and B has the Bulls card. They can All right. be going with that man. Yeah, James yeah, Hart well, might not though. We're gonna play reverse Uno on this right now. 
Yeah, I know, right? He's supposed to be riding for the team. Look at him. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to take the L on the West Coast to take the dub on the East Coast, man. That's the theme here, man. It's all right. All right. So then yeah, yeah. Tuesday, we mm. got a bounce game. We got the Bulls in Brooklyn. I'm saying L. I don't think we're gonna be uh I, I don't know, man. Sometimes we just can't pull it together against these teams. Um, ben Simmons has kind of been struggling off and on. I think this might be one of those games where he kind of, I don't know, some one of the one of the intangibles is going to happen that we don't predict. So I don't. I think it's going to be close, but I don't think we're going to pull that one off. Mm, I, I got W against okay. Brooklyn. I mean, they uh, they look as bad as I thought they were going to look to start the season, and I don't think that Ben Simmons is going to get back on track against us. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, just looking at him right now, it is it is so, so bad. Uh, I was looking at the game just the other day where Kyrie had to tell him to shoot because he literally would not shoot the ball, and he was wide open. Kyrie hit him with a pass right under the, uh, right under the bucket, and he passed it out to KD. Hmm. And he was pretty much wide open. He had they were playing the Bucks. He had Giannis up under the rim, and instead of just dunking on him, he just passed it out. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't believe him. I so think okay. mid season he's going to be back to, uh, you know, what he was doing in Philly when we were all like before we all started killing him. Um, yeah, Ben was never a bunch of put up a bunch of shots. He was a very transitional player. You know, get him on a run on a break murdered people right like like whatever so like i think it's just ben hasn't been playing ball on a high level yeah. in a long time i think that's just it. Kyrie kind of just already said it in the post game he already gave that sentiment to him as well uh the one thing i'll say is i think we don't have a guard that can stick Kyrie, and i don't we don't have anyone to stick kd the problem is the others with the nets not those two so, you think the Io Kyrie matchup's gonna be good? I, I think Io's gonna need some help. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's gonna, he's he doesn't. Gonna I mean, right? and I feel like nobody has anybody to guard those guys. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, it's gonna be about the others. KD, Kyrie, they're gonna do their thing. And if it's a good game plan, guess what? I'm going to let KD and Kyrie go off for 60, 70, 80. Yep, yep. And I'm going to shut down everybody else because I don't there even you know go. who those guys are. That's and, it. Uh, All right. You know, but I, I think it's going to be a struggle. I'm predicting the L simply because they are reeling and they need to bounce back. And I think, you know, both teams actually, Philly's kind of reeling in, in the Nets. I think we really want to go at the uh, at Philly. And I just think we, we end up, you know, laying up an egg against uh, the Nets, but I wouldn't be surprised um, if they came out just extra hot. I just I just wouldn't be surprised by it. And also worth noting that that is the first of another back-to-back. So that trip out Ooh. to Brooklyn is the first, and the next day we play in the UC against the Hornets. So I'm wondering – are we going to be doing? Are we going to be doing some knee management issues, either in in either one of those games with Zach, either Brooklyn or first Charlotte? I think we're going to they're going to rest them against Charlotte because we got to play the Celtics that Friday. So they got the Hornets Wednesday, we got uh, Celtics that Friday, and then we got Raptors back to back on the sixth and seventh as well. And then we and leave brutal. them to play the Pelicans. So, like, it's a yeah. really tough schedule. Like, whoever made – like, we have one of the toughest schedules. Whoever made this schedule, you know, your mama. But anyway, – <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you all looked at who we play in November? 
it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm glad we get it out out early. At least some guys can still stay fresh and healthy before getting hurt and having they to take They flip-flopped it on us. <clears throat> they flip-flopped it on us from last year. Remember how it, it, like we started out playing a lot of the lesser teams and then we post all Which, is, which to me is great because uh, if that means yeah. we can coast at the end of the year and everybody can get healthy and we can rest up some guys, I'll take that. I it sounds think good. Uh, like that's usually when, My fault, when everybody dealing with knickknacks, though, but – Mm. The bad thing for me is like a lot of the teams that were like kind of mediocre and trash last season, they ain't mm-hmm. trash right now. They ain't trash no more. You know, nope. Cavs are not trash. Um, the Wizards are surprisingly good. They're actually kind kind of cooking. Like you can't you can't sleep on them. So we got them. The only trash team I would say we have in the next two weeks outside of I would say Hornets is Orlando. Yeah. Well, that too. And, and I can't even say they trash, bro. I mean, well, but overall, see, yeah, they are trash. But I love oh, that Paolo kid. over there, though. Paolo bro, he busy. beasty. Have, have you been seeing him? Like, yo, dude, dude is 6'10 with handles, and he had, like, three-level score. But, like, he is beasty. Yeah, he a rookie, though. I mean, he, he got to go through them ebbs and flows. He got to prove it to me. He, he on a losing streak right now. So, we, they trash right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, they, we should definitely time, win that game. Just remember something, boys. It's fun to watch. It, it, is, it is just – any team is just one knee snap or uh, sprained mm. ankle away That's from true. being out of it, as we, as we know more than anybody, especially yeah. last year and exactly. history. That so, better not be a jinx, Marcus. I'm not saying us. I'm saying these other teams in the East that <laughs> thinks that they're so damn stacked now. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. You know, over usage. Okay, uh, Wednesday, who you got? Hornets and Bulls in Chicago-wise. Wednesday the 2nd. Okay, Bulls. Bulls. Okay, good. Bulls. No question. All right, and then uh, I think they're going to lose. For, this is the last one we're going to predict here, and that is Friday the 4th, Bulls at Celtics. I'm I'm saying a loss. Yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna get them two games in a row. I'm going yeah, dub. I'm going to L. You're going dub. I'm going dub. Right. I think we're gonna coast against the Hornets. We're gonna roll into Boston, and I think this is the year we prove everybody wrong. Like you know, you, you remember what the talk was last season? We can't beat the good teams. I think we're gonna. Yeah, even year. even Zach mentioned that uh, when mm-hmm. he did his interview uh, with uh, the with Isaiah Thomas of all people and. I know, right? <laughs> Zach, don't be calling Isaiah Thomas your dog, okay? <laughs> because, well, okay. In some, some sense, he is a dog because I think he's a bitch. But okay. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was not ready. You know what? You are a traditional um, Bulls fan. I get it. Yeah. I, I respect it. Man. Yep. I respect that. I just remembered it. You remember those (laughs) Detroit games. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I remember that loss year after year after year. I like it. (laughs) And then you don't shake our hand when when, when he win it from you, you bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I got a 30-year grudge right now. IT is a Chicago kid, man. You got to give it hometown love. I don't care. You're a Chicago kid. Act like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame somebody that's not from the town replaced him as a Chicago kid. Mm. That has to hurt. That has to hurt. Well, hey, man, this has been great. <laughs> this has been great, he man. He should have. 
All right, so let's close this out. Uh, Kid, wow, where can we where can we find you? Uh, what do you got going on? Tell us uh, where everybody can get in touch. With oh you. man, listen, always on the Windy City Breeze. You know, Marcus and, and Y supports it. You all should come through as well. Um, actually, going to be putting out some more content myself, uh, just in support of that. We're trying to get everyone, you know, to really build and bolster. What are you doing? What are you going to do? I'm actually, you know, there's a couple of segments I've been dying to do. And one of them was, could he play today? I am really big on Ooh. those old school players who just are like those unsung heroes that no one really talks about. Mm. And, you know, everyone brings up these, you know, best point guard lists and stuff like that. But there's some people in the 90s that absolutely cooked that no one even talks about. And it's like, yeah, nah, we got to shine some light on these players. And some of them I've actually had a chance to meet. So. I want to bring that back. I've been really uh, dying to do that for a long time. So that's what nice. I'm going to be bringing, bringing back out. I like that idea. It's cool. We'd love to All have right. your input on it, man. We'd love to get you on, man. I'd love to be a part of that. Actually. Yeah, let's make it happen, bro. All so. right. So, Wise, uh, where can I check you out at social? Uh, at Radical underscore creator on Twitter and Instagram and as some of you probably already know, you can check out my Bulls YouTube channel. Just type in Wise Black, W-Y-S-E, and you'll get up with your boy. I release uh, Chicago Bulls content, obviously. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. My man. <laughs> All right. And you can find me at Marcus Couch, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Everything show related, you can find uh, at Bulls Podcast. And you can find the audio podcast in all the regular feeds and on BullsPodcast.com. So forgot to forgot our closing. Oh, no. There we go. <laughs> oh, and uh, like, Bulls fans, remember to follow the show on social media at Bulls Podcast and at BullsPodcast.com. Okay, and then uh, last thing before we finally exit is that voice that you heard, Ray Clay, uh, six-time champion uh, announcer, is going to be on the show in December. Nice. That is something that I've been trying to do actually for a number of years. Uh, he is really looking forward to it, and I, I I can't even fathom all of the content that I'm going to put together uh, for the Ray show in terms of everything that he's seen and the other side of the last dance that we never got to see and all the rest of it. So yeah, just, just wanted, to, sh- for me. wanted wow. to share that with the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's going to be awesome. So um, until next time, uh, go Bulls. Uh, and man, I just I just wanted what? to thank you, P Kid, bro. Uh, yeah, for coming on the show with us, man. This was a pleasure, and I love what you and Pat do over there on the Windy City Breeze, man. So y'all keep doing y'all. Oh, man, the honor, the, the honor is mine, man. I appreciate you all, you know, inviting me on you you all's journey, and I would love to, you know, come back and and, and chop it up with you all. I really love what you all are building here, and it's absolutely happening. you're welcome. Oh, Every, anytime, man. Anytime you want to come on, you're always appreciate welcome, it, brother. All righty, boys. Uh, That's it for the Bulls podcast number 60. Talk to you next time. Peace. Go Bulls.